Hi, Shane here. Thanks for stopping by and listening to my podcast today. This one could stir a few pots, given where I've been over the years. Folks are powerful to disagree, of course, but if you have concerns you'd like to discuss regarding this episode, let's lovingly discuss those offline on Facebook Messenger via my podcasting page. That's Shane Stilwell's podcast on Facebook. I'll include a link in the show notes. Thanks for understanding. Recently, I saw this quote come up in a Facebook story. I want more. I'm so ready and hungry and so desperate for his presence that if his presence isn't going to come, none of this stuff matters. Now, I'm not going to name the source because I don't believe that it's relevant for what I'm going to share. This is more about addressing the thought itself. I understand where this thought is coming from, this hunger for more of God's presence. In the Old Testament, Moses said, if your presence does not go with us, do not lead us up from here. With this same desire for God's presence, David said, I will not enter my house or get into my bed. I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling for the mighty one of Jacob. He also said, one thing I have desired and that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. I totally understand the sentiment here. I get it. I spent many years chasing Holy Spirit hotspots hither and yon with that same hunger and desperation expressed in the quote I gave earlier. And I do sincerely desire to see people walk in the freedom that comes when they encounter the truth that is love himself. For many years, I would read those scriptures, identifying with the ones expressing those things. And I get that we have a problem with rampant consumerism in the American church from our focus being in the wrong place. And I agree that David was a man after God's heart, that prayer and worship are vital in the life of the believer. And I would agree that an increasing awareness of God's presence is absolutely vital in the life of a believer. When it comes to pursuing his presence, or making a place for the Lord, as David put it, let me say this. In recent years, I've seen something that I didn't fully get all those years before. Put another way, I was blind, but now I see. Moses and David and other examples of faith from the Old Testament who lived under different covenants than we do on this side of the timeline of Christ's death, resurrection, and ascension. For all of these individuals, there was a mystery hidden from them before the new covenant was established. A mystery that was hidden for ages and generations. A mystery that was revealed to Saul, a persecutor, known throughout the land as an enemy of the gospel, on the road to Damascus, while on his way to persecute friends of the gospel. It was a mystery he talked about with all the churches he wrote to, with particular clarity in his letters to the Galatians and Colossians. That is the mystery of Christ in us, the hope of glory. The mystery Paul saw was that by faith, he was in the Son of God. This is the mystery that when we see it, comes with the realization that he is not only present in us, but he is also present everywhere, all the time. And God is love. So that means that love is present everywhere, all the time. You see, Jesus, the Son of God, the living word, love, holds the universe together. Love, who lives in us. Love, not some impersonal, omnipresent being. Because love can only occur in relationship. And love was ongoing in a great dance of three persons long before the heavens and earth were created, long before mankind was made. And because of this mystery, we are now what Paul, previously Saul, referred to in his letters as not only new creations, but temples of the Holy Spirit, 
You see, because of what Jesus finished, the mystery was revealed that the place for the Lord, David talked about, is in us. God's presence, that presence Moses asked would go with him and the Israelites, forever resides in us. And for those desperately longing for God's presence, I pray he would awaken you, that he would cause you to see the reality that all the fullness of God dwells within you, and thus the fullness of his presence right now. But why aren't we seeing the signs and wonders in greater number, you might ask? Why not start believing that the fullness of God, the exact representation of God, lives in you? Do the scriptures not say that signs and wonders will follow those who believe? If we would simply see the mystery, the true power found in the gospel for wholeness, sozo, zoe, we would see what has led to all the consumerism in church. That is, religion. The same driver of consumerism that existed the day Jesus turned over the tables. And that by continuing to ignore the mystery, that we are unwittingly continuing to drive the very consumerism we know is on God's heart to see brought to an end. We would see how Jesus has positioned us in spirit and truth by his finished work. That each of us are, right now, positioned to simply lean in for face-to-face encounter. That we can encounter him right where we are. That we can encounter him without a tent. Because we are in his presence right now. If we could just see that. While we pursue praying and worshiping as the mode for the Lord to shake heaven and earth, he is, as we speak, shaking everything that can be shaken, that we might wake up to the mystery that was revealed to Paul. We seek signs and wonders, not realizing that signs and wonders follow those who believe that he lives in them, and upon catching this, gaze upon him as they quiet themselves, be still, and know that he is God. As an example, a friend shared with me recently that she was experiencing all kinds of physical ailments one day, but by merely hanging out with friends who get the kind of life I'm describing, she came away that afternoon healed of all her ailments. But here's the thing. God didn't show up. His presence was already there long before she experienced that healing. What was going on was life forevermore was manifesting from the unseen into the seen because the people gathered there have been living in unity while in a state of acute awareness that God is eternally present. It's to the point where they can now feel that oneness with God from the moment they wake up. It was that same awareness of his presence that centuries ago caused people to travel in from other countries just to watch a monk wash dishes with a peculiar joyfulness that was filled with pleasure, a guy known as Brother Lawrence. As we awaken to the mystery and gaze upon the beauty of him who forever dwells in us, not in man-made structures, as we awaken to our co-seatedness with him on the throne, as we awaken to our oneness with Father, Son, and Spirit, As we awaken to the power that resides within that oneness to walk in the greater works he said that we would do, as we awaken to the oneness we have with each other by way of Jesus' finished work, then the world will indeed know that the Father sent him, and that he and the Father are one, because they will see the manifestation of life forevermore. And they will see they are also positioned inside spirit and truth, such that they also have access to moment-by-moment encounter with the Father, and that the chasing after his presence can stop, because we can't get any closer to him than he has already made us. The proximity is at zero. Jesus said, come unto me, and I will give you rest. So by mimicking David and giving ourselves no rest, are we inadvertently rejecting the very rest God desires for us to enter into? Something to think about. Thanks for listening.
I want to thank you once again for stopping by and listening to my podcast today. This podcast is on several platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and others. You can find the direct link to my podcast on your favorite streaming platform by going to my Buzzsprout webpage. The link to that page is included in the podcast description. Let me encourage you to please subscribe to the podcast for more great content as new episodes come out each week. Also, I'd greatly appreciate a five-star review from you. Also, thanks in advance to all of you out there interested in supporting my podcast through financial contributions. I've put a link to my digital tip jar in the show notes. Just click on that link to place your contribution in the jar. That's tinyurl.com shane411. If you've been impacted by the episode today, and you're at a place in life where you're ready to move from surviving to thriving, or to accelerate beyond where you currently are, let's get together. Let's meet on Zoom to talk about how you can live like the royal you truly are, and how to identify and overcome self-limiting beliefs and performance blockers so that you can achieve your lifelong dreams and goals, all while enhancing your personal growth. Click on the Calendly link in the show notes to schedule a free 30-minute one-on-one consultation with me where we can talk more. That's calendly.com slash shanestillwell slash 1-1 consultation. Once again, my name is Shane Stillwell. Thanks again for stopping by and have an amazing rest of your day. We'll talk soon.